Hello, and welcome to Pop Culture Hangfire with Christian and Gabriel. The podcast where I normally decide on uh, things I want to talk to Gabriel about, about pop culture during those formative years that he missed because he was being homeschooled and sheltered from the outside world. Today is a little bit different. It is Mother's Day and... Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Production values are up since the last time. Production value, right? I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. Anyone ha- who's expecting Eminem is going to be very disappointed. Oh, no, intro. no. If they are disappointed, it's because they've disappointed themselves, okay? They've listened to this. This is not new to them. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I believe our guest needs no introduction. The number one guest on the show, uh, the most listened to episode of our little uh, shindig here. Heather, welcome back. Hello. Hello. Happy to be back. Uh, Amazing to have you back. Now, originally we thought, hey, let's bring Heather back, not only because we want to ride her coattails and like get more listeners... But we thought, you know, uh, in the first episode, we were like, well, Heather reacted to some of the things we had to offer. What if we give Heather a platform to give us her favorites? And then, of course, outdoing our idea, Heather was like, hey, yo, you know, it's Mother's Day, right? Like, why don't we do a Mother's Day episode? And I was like, oh, my God, I should call my mother because I'm a <laughs> terrible son. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pop Culture Hangfire Mother's Day episode. But now, Heather, you shared a, uh, a, a, a link with me when we first talked about the episode. I started making a list of like mothers that I remember from TV and stuff like that. But then you uh, you did the research, obviously, because you're a better, um, more prepared individual than we are. And you shared I mean, a link I... that has a lot more names than the research that I did. Okay. Well, I wish that's what it was. I started making a list, and after like 20 minutes of combing through, I was like, you know, I'm pretty sure somebody else has already spent hours researching moms. So thank you, Jody Allen, who wrote a great article about the 50 best moms in TV and film, because the list is better than my list would have been. And this covers best slash, I guess it's best acting, best performance, best kind uh, of like type of mom, so, right? So, yeah, it's the, the most strong, smart sassy and punky mom characters sorry spunky not punky because punky brewster's mom would have been whoever that was right automatically at the top of the list all right so let's uh so i i have the article here and again best best is she is she uh british because it's it says mum yeah so i'm pretty sure okay so the very first australian wait do australians say mum yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, interesting. You know, I, I, it's funny you say that because I was just. Oh, it's what? an AU address string. So good, good job, Gabe. Definitely Australian. Now, here's the funny thing. This is, I think, Heather, you'll be the only one that can talk about this one. But 
Lorelai Gilmore from Gilmore Girls is the number one sassy, smart, strong, spunky character of a mom. I never watched um, uh, Gilmore Girls. I only know her as an actress from the movies that she did after this, which were, for me, Red is one of my favorite movies. So uh, what are your thoughts on Lorelai Gilmore as a mom? So I think she might have been the first, like, like hot mess mom. I'm not a huge fan of Lorelai Gilmore as a character. And, like, even if you read the description here, it's like she's famous for her unhealthy eating habits and that she can't cook. So not my favorite mom on TV. But I get it. You know, she was kind of the, the first of her kind, was like her, her daughter's best friend, young mom, cool mom, can't cook mom. Gabe, do you have any... Uh connection to this mom no i'm the same my my only uh exposure was, was other movies after the fact um i have a, a movie i watch annually uh bad santa so not the same character was she in bad santa yeah oh well there you go i again i did not watch uh, uh gilmore girls so i have no idea who she is so i'm gonna have to take everybody else's word for it all right moving on to the next mom Mary Barone, Everybody Loves Raymond. I watched sporadically episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond, and I've seen her in some of those episodes that I watch. She's awesome. She's amazing. She's a great mom. That's my hot take. <laughs> uh Yes, she is. She loves her sons for sure. I don't know that I would want to be married to a mama's boy living across the street from his mom because she is over at that house all the time. Um, but yeah, we definitely grew up watching. Everybody loves Raymond, you know. For the record, though, you need a mom to make sure your wife knows that she's doing things correctly. No? That, uh, it, making you, sure you that need the a meals... mom to comfort you post-divorce, I think is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Gabe, any experience with Everybody Loves Raymond and, and uh, Miss Marie uh, Barone? Barone? I, I, I think I'm in the same spot you're in where I've seen some sporadic episodes. She's been there. All right. Lives up to the title of the show. She also loves Raymond. She does. I like her. I got to tell you, from the episodes that I've seen, I like her. Uh, let's see. Next up is Martha Wilson from the Dennis the Menace movie. No idea. Oh, yeah. Wait, you know this one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what makes her I great? I loved this movie when I was little. So sh her husband is um, Wilson. Walter Matthau. Yes, who plays Wilson. Mr. Wilson. <laughs> um, but she gives him such a hard time about coming down on this little boy Dennis next door. And she makes him feel bad about making you know Dennis feel bad about his shenanigans and antics. She just... She's sassy and she stands up to her husband, which I think is hilarious. Poor thing. I remember that what, so I never watched, I mean, if I did watch that movie, I don't remember, but I was a big fan of the uh, TV show, the cartoon show. And I remember her looking at Dennis as the grandson, like the does what a kid does type of thing. Well, the Mr. Wilson character was like, nope, not going to have any of that. I remember that. She was very nice to, to the to the neighbor boy. If you haven't seen the movie, I think you definitely should. There's like a bad guy in the movie. It's Christopher Lloyd. Um, Doc Brown? Yeah. Yeah. Give it a watch. But I think um, Interesting. <laughs> there's, there's one part where Dennis, uh, he breaks Mr. Wilson's 
dentures, and so his front two teeth pop out of his dentures. He replaces them with chiclets. <laughs> <laughs> and so Mr. Mr. Wilson just walks around with these two bright white chiclets in his dentures for a part of the movie. It's hilarious. Number five. Okay, this one I know, and I agree 110,000%. Cersei Lannister from Game of Thrones. Did either of you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. Yes. She is, I mean, when you talk about moms, whew, widow of a, of a king, a lover of her twin brother. I mean, and honestly, if the kids had grown up, I would not have put it past her to have been an incestuous relationship also. <laughs> I mean, this woman would kill, maim, murder for her children. I am all about Cersei. She is. That's just my opinion. Again, I'm just a lowly uh, pop culture uh, journalist. <laughs> Thoughts I on mean, Cersei? I think, I think it falls in. Like the nicest thing you could say is she would definitely do anything for her kids. I think mm -hmm. if you were just going to, if you had to like sum it up and you, you were required to be polite, I guess that's what you'd say. <laughs> Yeah, but do you think if she had to choose between herself and her kids, she would choose her kids? Because I think she would choose herself. Oh, that's a very good question. Also might depend on how many kids she had left, you know? Because <laughs> at first, she, she's a little more cavalier. Oh, that's a very good question. I, oh, well, when she got to the last one, she was very protective um, of him. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so she she was like, I got a lot of these left. Suddenly, it's more important. So let's say this: as a mother, while she had them living, she was a ride or die kind of chick, and I'm all about that. But yeah, I guess there is. A, that's a very good question, Heather. Would she have put? Is this that that monkey and her babies uh, experiment? Right, if they heat up the floor, does she eventually put her babies on the ground and step steps on them in order for her feet not to burn? Probably yes, because she probably knows she can have more. I have never heard of this experiment. No. <laughs> I so, feel like you need to expand. So, again, back in the days when this was this type of stuff was legal, they had an experiment where they would heat up the floor with a, mother, a chimpanzee mother and her babies to see how long she would, like, keep them above their head, her, her head before, you know, the heat was too much and eventually she would put them on the ground and step on them to you know alleviate the heat on her feet that was just the known eventual outcome i think that's no no i want to say that's the outcome of the experiment <laughs> oh i definitely took it like they ran it multiple times like you need 200 events for it to be like statistically relevant like, I... man, that's a lot of dead baby chimps so for the record dead. though it's the 60s 70s are we surprised if they would have done more than five no no yeah. So, so Cersei is my chimpanzee mother where, yeah, she would have, uh, I think, uh, that's a great question, Heather. You kind of ruined Cersei for me, but, um, yeah, she would have, <laughs> what a tragic loss. She, she would have totally done that, but she's such a badass though. I, I appreciate a mom who's willing to like take up the sword and like, you know, start swinging that bitch. Just saying. All right. Moving on to number six. Kitty Foreman from that 70s show. Oh, I love Kitty. Uh, so I agree. Kitty was awesome. 
I think, though, that she stayed in the adult side of things, right? Like, you know how, like, other moms will will go back and forth between what the kids are doing and what the adults are doing? She definitely stayed as an adult mom. She never crossed that border of, like, I'm nothing but an adult mom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She did adult mom things. She never crossed over and was like a wild teenager for a second for an episode. Super cool, super fun, definitely great mother wife. I will put her under that category of mother wife. Never just mother, you know, like crazy thirty thirties type of that girl. She's amazing though. Okay, go ahead, Gabe. No, I was just. I mean, I've watched the series uh, through a few times, so uh, a highlight. Yep, she does a very good job throughout. Uh, a standout things I can remember from uh, the show was the pitcher, the margarita pitcher, when she just starts drinking from the the, the actual pitcher as opposed to <laughs> pouring it out because it's that kind of day. Relatable, it's a relatable character. We all had those days, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> even as sure. even as non moms, Claire Dunphy, <laughs> Claire Dunphy from Modern Family. I I've watched this show. I watched this series. I think twice. I think that I never saw her as the mom type. She always came off as almost like a too cool of a mom, you know, because the kids were also too cool. There was never any real like scenarios. So it's hard for me to look her at her as like a, a mom type. I feel like she was almost typecast mom kind of thing. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, well, I think that that's true of most of the characters in that show. They're caricatures of people instead of, you know, full characters with full personalities. But I think she's hilarious. And the dynamic between her and her kids and her, her husband, they're just... Yeah, so and like I said... Like, when they do those, like, reality-style couch moments together, yes, those are my favorite. Yeah, Exactly, but I think we're all using the same term, like, like you said, reality-based, like, script, like, too scripted. It felt yes. too scripted, so... Also, incredibly, incredibly too good looking to be a real mom, for the record. <laughs> and and I'm, I, I imagine she's a real mom to somebody, but on the TV show, too, too good looking, too hip, too cool to be a real mom. From, again, my idea. Uh, we got Carol Brady next. I was not a Brady Bunch fan, so I have nothing to say about Carol Brady. I never saw it. Uh, I definitely caught Brady Bunch rerun episodes, but I was younger, so I focused more on the kids than on on the parents. Although I will say, super weird to move two already grown families of children in together. Moving on to <laughs> Fran Fine from the Nanny was not a nanny fan. No idea what the show was as far as her being a mom. I. Based on the name, I thought she was the nanny, not the mom. I think from the description, that's that's what it is. Unless, was there an episode where you find out that she used to have a family and she left them and became a nanny? <laughs> I never no. saw it. I don't know. <laughs> you do not find that out. She moves in. She's a live-in nanny. And she and the dad end up falling in love and they get married. I think they actually have a kid of their own down the line, too. But she, you know, becomes a surrogate mother figure to these children who lost their mother and then eventually becomes a real part of the family. It's very, very nice. But a lot of people hate Fran Fine, but I I think it's the voice. I don't mind the voice. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Like, fine. 
Jersey Jersey accent. Wait, is that why you you don't mind it? Because it's a Jersey accent? Could be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's from Queens, so not quite New Jersey, Ooh. but there. I go. may have watched a lot of Nanny. It sounds like it. All right. Okay, I'm going to skip this one because this is Bella Swan from Twilight. As a, she's number 10? Okay, no, we're just not. That doesn't make any sense. Ooh, here we go. Marge Simpson. I mean, if you wanted to have a fictional mom, I would take Marge Simpson any day. She's a great mother to her children, great to the community, downright wife to the husband, and, you know, is willing to get freaky dicky. Like, Marge is the total package. She will do everything. She's amazing. Strongly opinionated, too. She's got her opinions. She does. She'll express them. She puts up with a lot, given her situation from both children and husband. So she's apparently patient. But when she puts her foot down, everybody fucking listens. This is correct. And again, there's been those episodes when she had to be like sexy Marge, too. And I'm all about that, too. Like, hey, every marriage, you got to have both. Somebody that tells you what to do, but then somebody that lets you, you know, just saying Marge is. And again, like, how do you control Bart? El Barto. You got to have a strong personality. Yeah, Bart acts out, but he has principles and morals. And like, he feels bad about things. So, you know, she did a good job, I think, overall. I think so, too. Moving on. Maggie's the one you have to look out for, right? We don't know what she's going to She's going to grow up to be a serial killer, for sure. Maggie. How's the skill set? Is this an episode? Is there an episode where she, like, kills uh, uh, Santa's little helper? I, I think that is a thing where it's trying to, yeah. Jesus. Okay, so we got the Cos- Cosby show. I was never a fan. Claire Huxtable, either of you? Never saw really any of it uh only a couple of episodes here and there um i remember one episode specifically where she gives like a daughter her one of her daughter's boyfriends a really really hard time about needing to like deal with the fact that her daughter is successful um so i liked that she was like a proud educated woman who you know she didn't need her husband to take care of her she was perfectly fine on her own and she raised strong kids that show was just about really good people i just count her as part of the cast of really good people like there was nobody bad in that show so i I feel like i have no opinion about her number 13 morticia adams were either of you original adams family uh fans of the show i never got to see a lot of it Mm, just a couple of episodes yeah i think again in the in the modern family uh world scripted so she acted like she what she was supposed to so i don't think she did a lot of mothering i'll say that uh ooh, another uh, cartoon character lois griffin from the family guy i ride and die for uh lois griffin there's like there's like two and maybe they'll get to the other one in this list but there's two animated tv moms that i will ride and die for and lois griffin is one of them she Man, is if we don't get to him on the list, we're going to have to circle back now. What a tease. I, I, I'm sure they will. If they have Lois Griffin, they'll right, have right. the other one. Lois Griffin is a badass. She is a fantastic mom. Puts her, when she needs to, she will muscle her way through. And, and again, like, there's an episode where she has sex with Bill Clinton. I mean, 
The lady is open-minded and open to drugs, to everything, getting drunk. I think that said a lot about Bill Clinton, honestly. Actually, that's what the episode was about. The episode was about how Bill Clinton could convince anyone to sleep with him. And he slept the ending. He slept with her and he slept with Peter Griffin. <laughs> and I think his comment was, My, you are very convincing. <laughs> but Lois Griffin is uh, just an honest mom of the world and the family she's in. She's an amazing mom. I like Lois Griffin a lot. I'd marry Lois Griffin. I'd have an affair with Lois Griffin. Just for the record. <laughs> Any thoughts very on Lois Griffin? Feelings. Yes, no, um, very much. Uh, no, she's uh, th- I've, that's another one we've seen. Uh, I've seen a lot of. So, uh, I mean, I can think of some uh, stand-up points. I think she is very uh, good about differentiating from where she's come from because she came from money. She the did. Peter Schmitz, and uh, she doesn't need or want that. She wants to make her own life, and she wants to, you know have what's important to her and uh, constantly baffles her her parents in that regard that's a real standout thing that's a good point she did come from money and she's now middle class thanks to uh yeah. marrying to peter griffin very good he point. spent he spent all that money on the peter copter <laughs> <laughs> uh we got marianne cunningham from happy days did either of you have watch happy days not I. yeah but reruns but yeah but I think it was one of those shows where, like, the mom was supposed to be what she is, right? I mean, she's mm-hmm. it's no madman where it's realistically what was happening in the 60s and 50s. No, but I love, like, her and Kitty, I think they're, like, the like the caretakers of lost children. You know, she, like, she took care of the Fonz and, like, Kitty took care of Hyde oh, for all of those true. years. Okay. It's a great well, quality to have. Like, not just your kids, but your kids' friends who don't have, you know, figures to look up to. This is why you're here, Heather. Ah, I never thought about it that way. Did either of you watch the show Nashville? Yes, recently. I just finished it like oh no, four weeks ago. Raina James, what are your? Because I have no idea. What are your thoughts yeah. on Raina James? We'll believe anything you say. Yeah, at this point. <laughs> uh, Raina James. So I think she she was a pretty good mom. She loved her kids. Obviously, I think raised them pretty well. Um, her kids definitely went through like bratty period, but. Like, spoilers, I know that it's super old, but they kill her off, I think, in, like, the fourth season or something like that. And so then the last couple seasons, she turns into more of, like, people's memories. Um, She did maintain this really weird relationship with her daughter's biological father, and they ended up together at the end of the show. But she put her kids through a lot of drama because of her, you know, love for this guy who was an alcoholic, which wouldn't have been my choice as a parent, I don't think. But, you know, pretty good lady. Hmm. Not a great singer. Do not watch Nashville to watch her sing. Um, and, and sorry, whoever plays Raina James, if you ever hear this. I'm, I, I know you worked really, really hard with a vocal coach. So thanks. Thanks for the hard work. And moving on to, ooh, number 17, Peggy Bundy from Married with Children. Oh, my God. <laughs> look, this, again. Look, she probably will be on the list twice, right? As Peggy Bundy, and she'll probably be on the list for, like, Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy, (laughs) I never watched Sons of Anarchy, but, man, was I a fan of Married with Children. And her character was fantastic. Because as that dysfunctional family ran in such great 
function, if you think about it, right? The family was dysfunctional, but it it worked together. It it there was loyalty within the family, even though they were disloyal to everyone. They listened when she spoke, and the breadwinner, you know, Al Bundy in this case, he listened. And as much as he wanted to veer away from his wife and 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 have these fantasy scenarios with other women, he never could because that was the rock. That was the root of the entire family, her character. Uh, she was amazing. She ran that family like a mob. And if she had told them to kill someone, they probably would have. She's amazing. I love, I love Peggy Bundy. Also, I mean, a redhead who dressed that way was very Jersey. And I love her <laughs> so much. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> why did you laugh, Heather? <laughs> oh, I, I did not think that you were going to say a redhead who dressed that way. I thought you were going somewhere else with that statement. But yes, super attractive lady, for sure. Can we talk about for a second, though, how like a shoe salesman was able to like raise two kids and own a home at this time? Well, it would have been the 70s slash 80s, right? Mm-hmm. Back then, that was a real job. And, and commissions, I believe he made commissions based on how many sales uh, he had. Yeah. He wasn't a great salesman. It's <laughs> like throwback to a, to a better time, I guess, because I'm pretty sure our generation is... is uh, struggling although imagine this show reinvented with sneakerheads and then you're a shoe salesman mm. lot of money in that right yeah for sure you're right gabe any thoughts on peggy bundy you i definitely weren't allowed to show. watch this <laughs> yeah no all right moving on to number 18 has anybody seen the show revenge yep damn it Start heather finished Victoria Grayson, no idea who she is. Oh, she is. She's smart and poised, and she has a ton of money. Uh, but I also think she's like Cersei Lannister, you know, where she will sell her kids down the river and did multiple times in order to save herself and her social status. So I wouldn't call her a great mother, but very, very interesting character. Okay. I, we're, we're all going to have to believe that because we have never seen the show. Number 18. Ooh, Betty Francis, Betty Draper from Mad Men. Did either of you watch the show Mad Men? Oh, yeah. Did not. I was a big fan of Mad Men. Love Mad Men. Although I have to say I prefer Fat Betty to Skinny Betty. Oh. She was way nicer. So I will say this. I think... There was a season where she broke out as an individual, right? Where she like had an affair and started pushing back on Don before they got their divorce. I think it was season four or five. Before that, she was very much a 1960s stereotypical, what we're told, stereotypical wife should be. Waits at home, cooks, you know, smokes her cigarettes, makes his steak and potato dinner. Um, raised the children, you know, was frustrated once in a while. And then again, when she got divorced, she went buck wild. She's having just all kinds of things happening in her life. Um, I am uh, neutral about her. I think she was a, a character of her times, and she did exactly as she was supposed to. So neither good nor bad of a mom. Yeah. I think she was a pretty good mom. There is weirdness when... With the uh, daughter. Remember, there was... The, yeah, with Sally, for sure, where I think there was... Like she missed her youth and she started getting jealous of her mm -hmm. daughter, which I think 
probably happens. Don't talk to me in 10 years. You know, maybe <laughs> same way. Uh, <laughs> if this podcast is out of 10 years, get, okay, we got to make sure we book Heather. <laughs> Set a reminder. <laughs> um. Um, yeah, I think I, I will say that she 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 was neither great nor bad, but definitely like I think a mom who dealt with the frustration like any other mom would. Uh, I'm gonna guess that none of us watched Leave It to Beaver. Leave It to Beaver. Mm-mm. Okay, good. Moving on to Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Violet Crawley. Now I watched this show. I watched the first couple seasons like you know, weekly when it was coming out. I don't remember the characters as much to say, oh, well, this was a mom character. This was the dad character. It just, they all were characters to me. Like, Yeah, so she was the dad's mom, right? So she was like the grandmother of the yes. main cast. Um, but I loved her as a character. I think, you know, she came from the super stuffy time period, grew up rich, obviously, with, you know, Downton Abbey being her home, had servants and all of those kinds of things. Um, but she was super, super accepting as a person. And you can see a lot of growth in her as a character as the series progresses. Um, but at the end of the day, like she's all about her family, no matter what they do, whether it's the right thing or the wrong thing, she supports them, lifts them up and welcomes them back into the fold. Huge fan of Violet really? Crawley. Oh, yeah. nice. Somebody's a fan. And also, I mean anything maggie it plays is like the best character ever so okay yeah that that's that's okay that's the actor though not the character but okay. yeah you can have that uh roseanne bauer uh on the show roseanne i watched uh, a few of these episodes now the only reason why i relate to this it was because of the husband right tom uh not tom <laughs> uh john goodman <laughs> John Goodman's character played uh, very much, um, uh, you know, a blue collar worker who like, you know, you work eight, nine hours a day and you come home, you have your beer and your dinner and your wife is sassy and your kids. This overall was a good show. I don't know if she stands out as a good mom or a bad mom or, a, you know, but she was a, a significant character as a mom in television, I will say. More realistic than the Cosbys and, uh, and Peggy Bundy. I will say that. She was kind of in between the two. I think the thing I thought that was interesting about her is the fir she was the first time I saw a mom, like, tease and poke fun at her kids. Mm. Where usually the moms are, like, these supportive characters that are just here to pick up the messes of their kids. And and she actually had, had a personality. And she, she teased and sassed them just like she would tease and sass her husband. Um, and I don't know that I've seen that from other characters down the line either, really. That's good. I, now, I will say that back to Modern Family, I think that both parents do that. But again, in a scripted way of like, oh, mm -hmm. you know, Luke is not the smartest type of, you know, like that type of thing. But you're right, though. I think in that show, they definitely it sounded more natural of like what a real parent would say about their kid. Good point. Good point. Number 23 is Partridge Family. Didn't any of us watch the Partridge Family? I'm going to say no for myself. No. No. All right. Anybody watch Home Improvement besides myself? Yep. Uh, Jill, Jill Taylor. 
I don't think she was a standout mom. I think she did the basic requirements of being a mom. Agreed. Okay, moving on. A show I've never heard of, but I guess at this point, Heather, I'm going to guess you probably have. Neighbors? No. No? <laughs> no. And it's Neighbors spelled with a U, so it probably isn't. The European version? Yeah. Okay, so I, anything Golden Girls, I just think of retired women. I don't think of mothers, <laughs> even though I'm sure they were all mothers, technically. Uh, should well, we ta- Should we talk about Golden Girls? Well, Sophia was the mother of one of the girls living in the house. So she wait. She was one of the moms within the four. Yeah, characters? she played B. Arthur's mom. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> Shock. I am shocked because they were all the same age, if not younger. Yeah, she was younger, I think, than a lot of the women. But she was playing the mother of B. Arthur. So yeah. wait, so what, I loved what, her. She was super sassy. She gave all of the ladies in the house a hard time. She treated them all kind of like they were her kids. So, Really? I was under the impression that all the Golden Girls were the same age. Mm-mm. Oh, that changes the dynamic then. So is it safe to assume that she never hooked up with any dude? Quote, unquote. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, all the other ones probably got a, a plot or storyline where they got men in their lives, right? Yes. Yeah, sounds interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, thank you, Heather. Um, also, weird, they now have a Golden Girls figures that you can buy at Target. If you ever want statues of Golden Girls on a shelf somewhere. So, like, I'm going to put my brother on blast. My older brother loves Golden Girls episodes. I have been wanting to send him a shirt with all the Golden Girls on it, and I'm 99% sure he would actually wear it. He really (laughs) does like that show. It's crazy. Ooh, Mallory Archer from Archer. Yes, a thousand times yes, this is one of the best moms fucking ever. This is a woman who has the money to create a company, gives her son a job, and then gives her, her son shit for the work that he does while she drinks. And you know what? Good on her. Good on you, Mallory. Even gives her son his code name as a secret agent as Duchess, which is the name of her dog. Good on you, Mallory. I fucking love Mallory Archer. <laughs> Mallory Archer is fantastic. Gave birth in a bar while shooting, too. <laughs> under fire oh i love her she is so good on that show i oh my god i have seen that show way too many times and you know what runs a business does not believe in nepotism at all (laughs) although i mean he does get away with more than most people but i think lana gets away with just as much um but still gets you know she still gets her dick wet i mean like she hooked up with burt reynolds (laughs) i mean (laughs) She's she's an amazing mom. I love Mallory Archer. <laughs> what I'm getting from this episode is that what Christian cares most about in a mother figure is that she puts out. Because I feel like that's where we always end up circling back to. Uh, I mean, we could do an episode about mothers, real mothers, <laughs> but we're not going to do that today. Moving on. Two and a half men. I never watched this show. Any Any of you? Don. Uh, here and there. I don't think she was a particularly standout mom, though. Okay, moving on. Seinfeld. 
this is a show again everybody and their mothers knows is an amazing show i never watched it stella constanza she recently passed away uh did either of you watch seinfeld and was she a standout character for either of you i did i've watched it through uh, uh a few times and uh yeah she uh she is she's uh, a uh, a source of comedy she's george's mom obviously and uh George is a mess, in part thanks to his parents' influence in his life, and uh, a little. Both his parents are overbearing in different ways, creating much much humor. She's a very amusing character on there. It was uh, I don't know, I don't know if it's correct. I think I think because of how like funny she turned out being that that she featured more in the show than perhaps she was gonna originally. Mm. Yeah, no, never watched enough of it to like. Uh think uh um, anything about her either of you big bang theory fans absolutely yeah over and over again debbie wolowitz i have never seen the show uh seen it yeah so it's uh, who is she so she is howard wolowitz's mom and she's actually an off-screen character so you only hear her voice through the entirety of the show so she's this overbearing jewish mother who's constantly wanting to be in her son's life and competes for his attention when he grows up and gets married and has a family, all of that. Um, yeah. So not, pretty funny not um, the guy who got his spinoff mother, right? Was the guy who got his spinoff um, young Sheldon? Oh, Sheldon. No. Mm-mm. So not so even his, his mom. mom. No, his mom is played by the woman who played Jackie on Roseanne. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Next up, we have True Blood. Did either of you watch True Blood? Unfortunately. What do you mean, unfortunately? <laughs> that was a fantastic show. At least the first three. No, season one was fantastic, and then it slow descent into craziness. Right. Yeah, and I think when they went when they got the witches and the fairies in, I was out. And the fairies, yeah that that was the end for me. <laughs> okay. okay, just making sure. But yeah, uh, I don't remember a standout mom, but apparently Letty Mae Thornton, and I'm going to assume she was. The mom of... Tara. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a good memory, Heather. Jesus. Yeah, so she was a terrible mom, right? Like she, she was. She was an alcoholic. She gave her... Like, she relied on her daughter for everything. She was emotionally abusive. Um, so I don't know if she's on this list because she's a memorable mother, but she's definitely not a good mother. Yeah. No, she was not. But, yeah, I remember all of that. Yeah. Uh, I did not watch Weeds, but apparently Nancy Botwin was a, a good or memorable mother. Any of you? Memorable Weeds? mother. Oh, you! Yes, oh my God, it. Heather, you watch a lot of TV. It's always on in the background, you know. Oh no, never watch Weeds. Uh, but I know it was about a show about a, a mom who becomes a uh, not a drug dealer, right? But like. Uh, uh, she starts out as a drug dealer, so like public service announcement get life insurance right so her husband passes away has no life insurance policy and she's been a stay-at-home mom the whole time has no skills and they end up in a situation where she's going to be losing the house and she needs to find a way to make money so she starts selling pot and then it blows up into this huge thing where then she's eventually dating a guy who like runs mexico or something like that and is bringing drugs over the border um anyway she's another one of those characters who's like super egotistical she cares most about 
her own like drug success and it puts her family in a position where they end up moving over and over again, trying to escape the law, running away because their lives are in danger. Um, it's, it's bad, bad. She's a bad mom. Yeah. Okay. Never watched enough of it to be able to have an opinion. All right. Okay. We're going to skip, uh, Ellen Griswold from the National Lampoon's Vacation. I think she was great. Uh, Molly Jones from a county, a country practice. Never even heard of that. Nope. Bewitched, the original TV show. I'm going to skip that one. Molly Weasley from Harry Potter. I have no idea who that is or why she would be mentioned here. Heather, I feel like you might. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I was I was a little nervous for a second you were going to skip it, and I don't believe in ever skipping anything Harry Potter. <laughs> I know that. Tell us about Molly uh, Weasley. Yeah, so she, I mean, she has a, just a gaggle of children who all behave in variable ways. Um, but she loves her kids, knows where they are all of the time. Um, she's just a great, great mom. She takes in Harry Potter as kind of a surrogate son. Um, and she will fight tooth and nail for her, for her kids. So she's a good character. She's great. Yes, absolutely. Does she have any magic of her own? Well, all of the, yeah, I mean, all of them do, do magic. Um, she's actually the, the witch who ends up killing Bellatrix Lestrange. Um, which was like a really, really important theme, I guess, in, in the movie and the book for me anyway. And just taking care of her family and fighting. Okay. I think part of the idea there, too, is you have the Weasleys to counterbalance Harry's bad, his yeah. dysfunctional bad home in the in the regular, in the muggle world, like for where sure. he has to live. This is like a loving household with, you know, perhaps a little bit, crowded and things going up but there's love and there's care mm -hmm. and like it's it's that counterpoint where yeah he gets to witness that and he gets to experience some of that yeah i think the weasleys they're also like a pure blood family so there's this idea that like if they wanted to be they could be kind of like magical royalty um and that's not important to them what's important to them is you know taking care of people and being good people and so yeah you know they they don't behave the way other pure blood families do Next up, we have Norma Bates from the Bates Motel. Now, this is the new TV show about Psycho. I would rather concentrate on the original, but uh, either of you have any thoughts on Norma Bates and the Bates Motel? Never saw. Uh, she's a creep. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. You heard it. Yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> Moving on. Ooh, <laughs> Skylar White from Breaking Bad. The either of you, ooh, Heather, you look like you have something to say about Skylar White. Oh, just all of the women on that show are written terribly. They're awful. I I watched the Breaking Bad at least twice. I've seen it. I even watched the uh, the, the follow up movie. Better Call Saul. El Camino. Oh, no, I tried. I tried it. Better Call Saul. I did one at one season, and I, I couldn't. I don't know. It wasn't for me. Um, Skylar definitely much like. Uh, Brian Cranston's character goes through transformations of being, a you know a mom, uh you know the the character that is does things that she's supposed to. Then she slowly starts to empower herself, pushes back on Walter White, you know starts to run. So she has a gamut of of personal struggles that she goes through. 
I think she's a pretty well filled out character. Um, mom wise, I think we forget about the disabled son quite a bit throughout the show. <laughs> not gonna lie, and we concentrate on her more and less on the mom part. But a uh, good character, I'll say. I couldn't get into that show. Really? Yeah, I tried to watch. I remember trying to watch the first season. Like I, with all the uh, acclaim it's gotten, I always uh, feel like I should go back, but like I just couldn't. Too hyped. Can get excited. Too hyped. Maybe. Oh, we got Gemma Teller Morrow from Sons of Anarchy back to Katie Siegel from um, uh, Married Children. I was not a fan of Sons of Anarchy, so I have nothing to say about it. I never really watched it. Gabe, I saw one season. I think from what I saw in that, she fits kind of the 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 archetype we've established of she she's manipulative to for her own ends like does she love her family and her children yeah but does she love herself more also yeah it makes you suspicious i don't know if that changes in in seasons down the road if there's any development of that character just but to start though you get to see she the way she presents herself is like family first all that kind of stuff loyalty but then like you there you get to see the manipulation and she's furthering her interests above it above all else Okay. Uh, yeah, no, never, never did anything. Huh? Uh, Heather, I feel like you might have something to say about Lewis Wilkerson from Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, yeah. She was on, on my list when I was still trying to make a list. Like, first mom I thought of. What, uh, what about her? So she, like, hardworking mom who's focused on teaching her terribly behaved rotten boys <laughs> life lessons um, while dealing with a husband who just is all over the place and is constantly wasting money on his, you know, hobbies. Um, and she kind of just holds things together. Um, and I think what I like most about her is she holds her kids to variable standards, depending on what their strengths are. And so isn't this like one size fits all, all my kids are treated the same. Like she does have different expectations for them, depending on what it is that they're capable of. Um, and she's okay with it. Like she's not apologetic for it. Um, which isn't something that I see often. Oh, nice. Number 43, Lucille Bluth, Arrested Development. I love this show to no end. And the only thing I will say about Lucille is that she is the actual version of Archer's mom. In yes. Real life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so for me, so when I was initially looking and trying to think who I would talk about, uh, um, Mallory Archer was on the list, which kind of I, I felt like you naturally would also have to reference. So I figured they would both be on this list. And uh, yeah, pretty much the live action version. She's yeah. amazing. I love that show. And she's so amazing on that show. Uh, number 44, Carmela. Quick, I think oh, if we're going to we mentioned before, I think we have to mention, too, that she, that uh, Jessica Walters passed fairly recently, too. Oh, and, did she? Uh, yeah. Twenty twenty one. Oh shit! I didn't know that. I yeah, know that yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know that they had they had finished recording for the whatever the next season. I don't remember numerically of Archer, so they had a full season left to put out. And I, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I understand they did a very nice tribute to her as a send off. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I didn't but, know yeah, another. Yeah. Thank you, Gabe. Um, number forty four, Carmela Soprano from The Sopranos. Now I did watch The Sopranos. Um. 
Edie Falco is a fantastic actress. I know her better as a mom from Nurse Jackie than I do from The Sopranos. Mm -hmm. I think Sopranos, unfortunately, had an amazing cast of actors. And she was not an actor that was highlighted on that show based on the performance that everyone else was giving. So I, I don't remember much about her from The Sopranos. But to me, she Nurse Jackie is on my list of like just one of the baddest moms I have ever seen on TV. Nurse Jackie was a great show and super depressing. Like her her one year sobriety anniversary gift to herself got me. It hit me so hard. Did you did you see it, Gabe? I have not seen it. I saw I remember oh. a lot of advertisements at the time for it. So uh her her one year sobriety anniversary gift to herself was drugs and she I, I guessed that. back down. <laughs> I guessed yeah. that. Oh, and yeah, it's like she was just holding out to prove a point to herself. Like, yep, I could do the sobriety thing if I wanted to, but I don't want to. Awful. <laughs> There's Jackie. It's just a fantastic show. But yeah, she's on my personal list of like moms that I wanted to discuss. So I'm glad that we brought her up. But yeah, in The Sopranos, I don't think she stood out. No, I agree. Uh, Lori Grimes, The Walking Dead. Okay, so. I watched it. I did watch the first season of The Walking Dead because I was a huge fan of the comic book. Um, I was so disappointed by how... And again, not disappointed by the fact that... Okay, hang on. Let me say that again. Television tends to want to keep their cast. In comic books, you can get rid of your cast and recreate them and, and reintroduce new characters and stuff like that. Um... In TV, you want to keep the same cast because people fall in love with the cast and they come back for the cast. So they couldn't do the same things. So I stopped watching after season one of The Walking Dead. So I don't know what they did with her character. Anyway, I'll say that about Lori Grimes and The Walking Dead. Uh, I have not watched Once Upon a Time. Have either of you watched it? No. Nope. All right, moving on. Ooh, Game of Thrones, Catelyn or Caitlin, Catelyn Stark. I I don't understand how she placed lower. I well no on the list. Well, I think because she was killed uh, quicker. Yeah, but <laughs> she was I mean, killed at the Red Wedding while Cersei made it to the I think the the fourth season. I think she only made it to the third season. So I'll say that, but. She was a mother of a of of stronger characters, while For Cersei sure. was a mother and stood out as a character as a mother. I think that's the difference. She wow. was she was actually mothering. Caitlyn uh, Stark was actually mothering. You could also say in the uh, in the books, it's I think they kind of just didn't get to it what actually happened to her after the Red Wedding too. Mm -hmm. When she so, comes back, yeah, yeah, yeah she continues to. Uh, she seeks vengeance, which okay. is pretty dope. And I think in the TV show, uh, daughter is basically the equivalent of her, right? No, because she's still the daughter's still around in the books, doing what she does. There's just a whole different arc. What did they? What was the name of that when she got reanimated? There was like a name people had for it. I don't remember. Yeah. So the red priest, right? That the whole kiss alive thing they can do, like the there's a character who is basically animated by the god of flame. And he just can't die. And uh, he's an outlaw and he's plaguing all the, the the bad kings that are vying for territory. And he's he's like a he's doing a Robin Hood thing. 
he's screwing with the the people that are thinking they're in charge and he's helping out the downtrodden and when the red wedding happens he passes it on to did you you find it lady stoneheart lady stoneheart he passes it on to catelyn stark and she becomes lady stoneheart so you got you got her roving around with that with her slit throat taking vengeance on Mm -hmm. uh the various uh people who perpetrated the red wedding which was pretty dope a better a better uh a better thing to happen in the books than oh yeah see i never got past uh fire and ice in the Mm. books oh that sounds great okay yeah 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 uh definitely a better mom than the other game of thrones mom as far as i guess when you put it that way okay well even before that she was just a better mom oh yeah 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 but but i guess look when you think about you compare the two yes better mom but like Cersei was a badass mom, you know, like was, you know, just uh, just putting it out there. Number 50, uh, I've never heard of a show called Offspring. And I, de- yeah, never heard of a Nina Proudman. So with the time we have left, uh, what, uh, Gabe, if you want to throw in uh, any characters that we didn't cover in this. I uh, do. Oh, good. What I do have... you got? So I'll start with TV first. I was trying to think of moms that stood out from what I had seen, and I thought of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and I thought of Aunt Viv. Aunt Viv was was on mine, too. (laughs) Yeah, that was a TV mom that I was like, you know what? Um, Goes to what we've been talking about a lot. You took someone else in, right? Because you've got Will in the house. But always was um, supportive. She was smart, educated. She was uh, strong-willed. She stood up for herself, ran the house. Like, just a very memorable and a very loving character my standout episode for her is the one where she like she needs to prove to herself that she could have made it as a dancer if she had wanted to and she does that big crazy dance and then collapses in the hallway afterwards oh this is very foreign to me (laughs) (laughs) that was such a fun show um my other one that i'm surprised didn't make the list was sarah connor she was also on mine she's on my list too like come on specifically sarah connor terminator 2 for me yeah not the sarah connor chronicles or center no no no. No, no. i was thinking uh of uh linda hamilton yes yeah yes she yeah i'm I'm deleting that one from my list yeah no uh again like a mom who i mean look when we meet her in in part two right she's been hospitalized she's been playing the game you know like waiting and she knew the time was coming and she was preparing. And when the time came, she was she was ready. She right into action. Yes, no. Like there was no hesitation on her end. And from that from when you get introduced to her back into the movie and her action, she's in charge the entire time. And she raised uh, a kid who troubled and you know, running amok and you doing his little things. At the end of the day, he got that from her and when she came back he fucking listened you know like she came back and she was in charge and that's that's uh, you know a badass mom to me so yeah no great great person to have on your list anyone else those were the two that uh didn't didn't get mentioned because we got like the who, who else i had come up with was mallory archer and then of course that led over to uh lucille bluth so heather what about you who, who do you have on your list fun. Uh, the only other like standout that I had on my list was Tara from the United States of Tara. Ooh. Um, she was the only 
example of a mother I could think of who suffered from really, really overpowering, like, mental issues and still tried as hard as she could to take care of her family despite having those issues. I mean, she wasn't perfect, obviously, and she made a lot of mistakes, but her heart was on in the right place and she was constantly exerting effort, which I think is the biggest thing a mom can do is just try consistently. That's a good one, actually. I did watch The United States of Terror. So on my list, I have, again, deleting all the ones we talked about, I do have Linda Bilcher because I think Linda from Bob's Burger is amazing and such a great mom. And the relationship that she has with Jean, Jeannie Beanie, is the cutest effing thing I have ever seen in my goddamn life. And I pray... <laughs> Oh, I pray to, to the to the Lord above and the Lord below that uh, that I can see that in real life. Um, she's amazing. She's she's down for whatever. I mean, just an amazing mom. I think Linda Belcher is is amazing. I have uh, Lucy Ricardo from the I Love Lucy show. Now, the first season she was not a mom, but technically in the se second season and every season after that, she was a mom, and I love that. She did not change her ways, even though she was a mom. She just started including her son in all her schemes because that's what a mom would do. <laughs> that's who she was. That's who she was. I love that about her. I have Mrs. Gump from Forrest Gump. I mean, think about a mom that's willing to do what needs to be done to make sure her son gets the education and the things that he needs in life. I mean, Mrs. Gump put that shit out there. She she put it down. Just putting it out there. Mrs. Gump was somebody to remember. Yeah. And the last one I have is Kate McKillister, which is the mom from Home Alone. From Home Alone. <laughs> the mom who can't count. <laughs> so look, let's talk about two things, right? One is, yes, it's a mom that's overwhelmed by how many goddamn kids, and, and including the father, who happens to turn into a child towards the towards the packing and everything, who has to try to get everything together, gets everybody to the airport. And then once she finds out that they left that kid home, she fights night and day to get back to that kid to make sure he's fine. So two things happen, right? One is, yes, she forgets she has so many kids that she misses one. But once she finds out who, that there's one missing, I mean, it is mom mode 110% to get back to that boy and get him, you know, Christmas and, and the experience he needs. Just putting it out there, Kate McAllister, I think, uh, deserves to be on this list. Yeah, I would agree if it didn't happen again, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Pattern of behavior. Fool me once. Uh, this is only what a mom can say. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we are at time, but any, uh, Gabe, any, uh, final mom, uh, oh, no, hang on. Mother's Day thoughts that we can share with our audience here. Uh, I mean, well, uh, if it wasn't for moms, none of us would be here, you know? So, gotta love them. <laughs> Heather, <laughs> any Mother's Day lingering thoughts? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, it's nice to see and remember how many well-written moms there have been out there. I can't wait to hear you guys do fathers. 
I think, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I think there's more like range of characters when you start breaking into dads instead of moms. But I'll listen in on that one. I guess that's true. I mean, we didn't like mention any Blindside or like Aaron Brockovich's, you know, they're there. But I guess there was also, you know, like, um, what was the Will Smith movie with the happiness? Um, oh, Pursuit of Happiness. Pursuit of Happiness. Mm-hmm. There's those, I suppose. I suppose you, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I had, let's be honest, if it hadn't been for Heather, we would not be doing a Mother's Day episode because as sons, we were like, mm, meh. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it took Heather to re- make us realize like, yo, guys, you're missing an opportunity here. Don't you, aren't, don't you want to be trending and keep up with the culture? But yes, uh, absolutely right, Heather. Uh, when we do the mother, the the Father's Day episode, it will be fantastic, and we'll get a father in here who has all the knowledge to tell us about being a father and how that works. Other than that, though, thank you everybody for listening uh, again. Thank you, Heather, for coming back. Honestly, filling in a lot of gaps that we would not have been able to fill in without that, you. That list would have been much more sparse. Way quicker. <laughs> this would have been a much shorter episode without you. For the record. Always a pleasure. All right. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week.